Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are going to be talking to Dr. Colander about his personalized concierge practice and his plan for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing the events that lead to all the catastrophic diseases of our time. Dr. Colander will talk to us about how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to be taking to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in prevention. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you only to call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, you've been doing this show now for a few years. Um, this is the Sunday show. Um, tell us about, we do get a lot of letters and comments from listeners out there and you get them forwarded to you. And let's talk about the letter that you got last week from a patient that sent it into WJR. Thanks, Amory. You know, we got a letter from somebody who had a several year, I'm going to say adventure after being diagnosed with having atrial fibrillation. Um, and she was put on blood thinners, which is standard of care if you have atrial fibrillation. Now, she's, she actually wrote this. I mean, I read the letter. The letter was like five or six pages long. But, I mean, basically her complaint was that she was bandied around and sent from Dr. A to B to C to D to E, and they never got to the bottom of her story. Well, let's call it what it is. Okay. Fan mail. Well, it might be fan mail, but it's not. It's right, not... right. It's, so she called just to share her experiences um, after having been diagnosed with AFib. So she was... Again, I don't, I didn't see her chart. I haven't seen the EKGs of the rhythm strips, but she was diagnosed with in a regular heartbeat, which is what atrial fibrillation is. And it's a more serious irregular heartbeat because people with AFib can develop stroke. So it's a, a serious complication of atrial fibrillation if not managed medically properly is is stroke. So she was put on a blood thinner and in her mind, the AFib was like a fluke event. You know, there was something that happened. She had symptoms. She went, um, I think, to the ER, and she had a rhythm strip that showed a brief stretch of AFib, and she was kind of immediately labeled and then treated as AFib. She spent, you know, months trying to find a doctor who would review her case, and, you know, she was looking to get off the medicine. Well, her primary care physician referred her to us. I don't know whether 
he started the series, but she wound up seeing, uh, I think, five different cardiologists and went on a trajectory that lasted a year and a half before we got to the end of the story and got to the final diagnosis. How does that happen in America today? Well, even specialists are subject to the you know, rigors and limitations of population medicine. You know, so even though you're going to a specialist, they're still having to see a volume of people and they don't have time to look into a chart in detail and really identify a problem. So, you know, the safe answer is stay on your blood thinner and don't get a stroke. Um, someone needs to spend a little extra time. And again, it took her a year and a half and multiple specialists. Five different five. cardiologists. And you're saying all five of them didn't have enough time to get to the bottom or to get to a diagnosis? No, some of it is, I don't want to say the word, um, you know, not being competent, um, but everybody has their underlying motives. You know, she even went to a concierge cardiologist who yes. has plenty of time to see her and didn't get down to the bottom of the problem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, and we've talked about this before, seeing a concierge doctor doesn't mean you're getting somebody who understands prevention, who has the time to really be interested in making sure that you're getting to the best place possible. Right. So there are concierge doctors in our area that don't know anything about prevention. Well, they don't specialize in it. That's not their bailiwick. Well, they and don't they're not interested. In it. It's not, it's just intellectual curiosity. Why wouldn't you want to practice better medicine? Why wouldn't you want to learn more about what's available and apply it in practice? I mean, it's fun being on the cutting edge and expanding your repertoire and learning what's available in the world and, and having your patients do better. So why wouldn't you want to? It, it's like a, it's not easy. That's why you've got to really push and you've got to find information and learn things that are not easily defined. Um, and, and unfortunately, even when you find a concierge one, they just don't always know and they're, they're stuck. Well, I, I think also that there's a lot of uh, a misunderstanding about what concierge means. I think a lot of listeners and patients out there think that concierge just means that we've got a private doctor that we can get a cell phone and call him at any time of the day or night when we've got a cough or a cold or whatever and have access. I think it's all about access, but access doesn't necessarily mean that that concierge doctor that you see or that you sign up with as a member of his practice is going to specialize in what you're specializing in, which is the prevention of disease. And I'm really surprised that we're still in this day and age, still having diagnostic tests that diagnose all the diseases. None of them are covered by insurance and that it's so hard for the average listener or the average patient to be able to connect with a doctor that's going to help them avoid heart attack, stroke, and all the major diseases that you're, you're dealing with. You know, I've got another story to tell in the next segment that kind of reflects just what you said. All right, let's come back and talk more to Dr. Collender on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Collender Medical Radio Show, and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR.
Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and talking to us about the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He's also going to talk about the tests that are available and necessary which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, we were talking at the beginning of the show about this patient who sent you a six-page letter about how she was bandied around, sent from a primary care physician, sent out to see not one but five different cardiologists, and this journey took over a year and a half before she finally got to the end of getting a diagnosis that was believable and that she could get treatment for. And this is like unbelievable in in well, you know, Emory, one of the cardiologists, so she developed a rash on the blood thinners. That's a real issue with having a diagnosis of atrial fibrillation. You need to be on anticoagulation. So she developed a rash on one of the medicines, and, you know, one of the cardiologists told her, well, a rash is better than a stroke. Why prescribe a drug that has a side effect? And I'm not saying this lady didn't need to have a blood thinner at that moment, but it turned out she didn't. But if you wait, she didn't need to have a blood thinner. Well, cardiologist number five, the final one, Mm -hmm. reviewed her course in detail, Mm -hmm. looked at the rhythm strip, and basically said, "I don't think you ever had AFib. Forget about all this. Stop the blood thinner. Stop your medicines. Don't worry about it." But number two or number four, who she went to when she had a rash, possibly from the blood thinner told her, well, a rash is better than a stroke. Well, how about take the time to put her on a shorter-acting anticoagulant, stop the the long-term drug she's on, start another one, and make sure she's not allergic to it. Like, at least make that effort, if that's what you believe she needs to be on, not dismiss somebody who doesn't believe she has the diagnosis that she has, doesn't want to be on the drugs for that diagnosis, is having a side effect, and she's told, live with it. Crazy. You know, I mean, it's amazing how in this country these patients are so not well taken care of for the amount of money that they're paying, the, the amount of money that they're paying for medical insurance coverage and for drugs and for co-pays, and it's an endless, you know, bleed of money out of their pockets one way or another. And you're expecting as a consumer, and I always say that patients are cons- they're still consumers. They have the right to know what tests are out there, be they covered or not covered by insurance. And we know very well that there's a lot of the major tests that diagnose these diseases when they're fixable that aren't covered by insurance. But the problem is your doctor's not going to tell you that the tests are out there. And I don't know what the answer is, but that was one of the most pathetic letters that I ever read. Uh, that was sent back to the station about this poor patient that went through not one, but five cardiologists. And what's the average listener to do? What's the average well, patient this is, to do? This is the average listener. And, you know, you mentioned that we're, and I've been saying this to my staff, even before I went concierge, is that we're in customer service. Right. 
This is you, patients you can, are consumers. You're right. right. We're in the customer service business. Whether you want to call it a doctor's office or not, you've got to treat it like the, we've got customers and we've got to provide a level of service. And that's, that should be a, a low level of expertise, expectation for that to happen. You know, so this, the, what this listener who took the time to write a six page letter and then send you another 15 pages of documents about right. health, mm -hmm. this is your average consumer. This is right. your average patient who has a problem, whatever it may be, and has to go from doctor to doctor to doctor to find an answer that makes any sense or if someone is willing to take the time to make the effort to help them. Why didn't cardiologist number one solve the problem or cardiologist number two or three or four or five? It's, it's crazy that it went to that. Right. that some, because it's a lot easier to say stay on the status quo and don't do anything different. Um, and the status quo is what? Medication? Well, when you've been diagnosed with AFib, stopping an anticoagulant is not a simple thing. It's really not. You've got to be absolutely sure this person did not have atrial fibrillation or they're not in AFib, they're not going to go into AFib. And how do you know the future? How do you know where it's going to happen? You just don't know. So stopping um, anticoagulation is not easy to do. It, it is a hard decision to make. But cardiologist number five did it. And sometimes it's the benefit of the doubt that this person went through all this time of evaluation where there was no future AFib, you know, no other documented irregular heartbeats. And so it was a little easier for number five to say it because it was two years, a year and a half has gone by. There were no further events, no other regular heartbeat. So it's a little easier over time to say you don't need it. I'm just thinking about the money that was spent. I mean, obviously she had enough money to see her way through this, this journey. But I mean, you know, we know that cardiologist number three charged her $500 walking in the door and $400 worth of supplements. So $900 out the door. Was that the concierge cardiologist? Yeah. That's not good. Any cardiologist, concierge or not, right. doesn't matter. It still is. She still put $1,000 down. What about all the people that don't have $1,000 to put down and they don't walk out with a diagnosis or a treatment or medication? They haven't solved their problem. As a doctor, you're still delivering something that you're charging for and you have a responsibility to deliver the care. Well, the, our message to our listeners is buyer beware. Just because someone's a, cardi you know, a concierge Specialist. cardiologist, doesn't mean you're going to get the service that you expect and the attention that you want. Why not? There's no answer to that one. You paid cash to get that attention and time and you didn't get it. Well, don't, you know, don't go back. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, you know, you've got to be able to provide the product that you're selling. I mean, and if you can't provide the, I mean, Again, we're consumers. Our listeners are consumers. You got to be able to provide the product you're selling, and if you're not, shame on the doctor. Well, yeah, but what's the patient to do? I mean, we're you know we're talking to a patient body out there that they all have doctors, well, they may all have specialists, but it's really a pathetic situation to be in where you're trusting your primary care physician to send you to the right specialist that's going to handle your problem. I don't remember how many PCPs this person went through. Was it the same primary? Yes. 
Well, uh, credit to the primary doctor who kept seeing this person. Right. Listening to them. Right. And saying, well, I don't like answer one, two, three, four. Let me keep finding another person to send you to. Right. So in this case, we have a positive outcome from the primary care doctor. Normally we're trashing PCPs because they're overloaded and just referring. And we don't know who this person's primary well, care doctor is. Well, I think doctor. the cardiologists, by the way, are just the same. I think they're overloaded as well. I think they're, they have huge practices and they're throwing people through the population medicine uh, highway the same as the PCPs are. Agree. You're not getting time. I mean, you're paying more money, but you're not getting time. You're not getting time and you're not getting, if you don't get a final diagnosis, then you're paying for something well, that. It's, it's, you know, sometime, you know, there's something called tincture of time. Time sometimes resolves problems. And so cardiologist number five to this listener had the benefit of time. And so a year and a half has gone by, no irregular heartbeat events, no, you know, nothing to manage. Review of the rhythm strip all of a sudden doesn't look so bad because a year and a half has gone by with no events. And so time softens the urgency and gives you a different perspective. So a lot of diseases will go away, or let me say symptoms will go away with time. Well, she was very fortunate that time, in her case, healed all wounds, but right. not everybody's that fortunate. Let's come back and talk some more with Dr. Collender on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Collender Medical Radio Show, and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Collender Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we are encouraging you to call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, there's always surprises with patients that show up on your doorstep. Uh, over the break, you were telling us about another patient who got caught up in the quagmire of uh, cardiology. Tell us about that patient. Well, this is kind of like what we were talking about in the previous segments, a patient kind of got bad advice from a cardiologist. She was accompanying her husband because she, the husband has an irregular heartbeat. So I will say that's an area where I rely on cardiology because irregular heartbeats is more of an, is a lot of art to it. And I don't manage that all the time. I'll say How the, do you get an irregular heartbeat? There's a lot of causes to irregular heartbeat. So, so a lot of irregular heartbeats can be just benign. But the more serious ones um, can be caused by high blood pressure, hormone imbalances like thyroid problems, mm -hmm. heart disease, plaque, lung problems, smoking, you know, emphysema, and sleep apnea, which we talk about a lot as a driver mm -hmm. of chronic disease. Mm -hmm. So 
irregular heartbeats are common. A lot of people have palpitations and it turns out to be nothing. Uh, but one of my patients has a, you know, a legitimate regular heartbeat. And so for that, I do use cardiology because I'm not an expert in arrhythmias. So you had this patient whose husband was in the care of a cardiologist. Yes. And then how did the patient who wasn't referred to a car cardiologist get involved in this story? She just asked a question, you know, like, how do I know I'm okay? Of whom? Who did she ask? Of the question? cardiologist while... Her, during a visit. During her husband's visit. Okay. And next thing we know, she's, you know, has a lab slip for blood work and an order for a stress test. Okay, the blood work I can buy. I can't buy the I stress can't buy, test. I can't buy any of it. Well, you've got nothing to right. lose by a blood test. I mean, True. but you've got everything to lose with a stress test. Right. And so this is a patient I've had for a long time. You know, it just goes to show you, Anne-Marie, all the education in the world. Like, it takes constant reminders and re-education to people about what we're doing because it's so different from the standard status quo. And most doctors don't understand prevention at all. So here we are at a cardiologist, and my patient asked, like, hey, what about my heart? And without any information, again, she has no chest pain, she works out like a fiend, has no cardiac symptoms, and regular listeners will know that asymptomatic stress tests are worthless. A stress test is only there to identify severe critical plaque, plaque that's obstructing flow. If you do not have flow obstructing plaque, you're going to pass your stress test, and plaque that's unobstructing is what causes people to die, not the critical part. Okay, but let me ask you this, because we've talked about this a lot, about how useless stress tests are, and everyone's enamored by them, and everybody thinks that's the be-all and end-all. If I get a stress test and I pass it, I'll be okay, but as you've said many times, many patients get a stress test, they walk, down, they walk out and they die of a heart attack the next day. Why are these patients not being encouraged to get the CT scan or the CIMT that you do in your office? Those, those are better tests. They're absolutely better as far as diagnostic capabilities. This is a great example of a, of a, this is a cardiologist I refer to who I like, you know, who I think does a good job. Mm -hmm. And this is just a great example of how even good cardiologists, and you're going to say what makes them good, do not understand prevention. And there's no, I no, think, no, I think, let me stop you right there. I think it's shameful that they don't understand prevention. It's not that it's good or bad. I think it's utterly shameful, especially since in this country you have the technology. You have the technology. It's already out there. And the technology is there, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's advising their patients to get these tests. The CT cardiac calcium scoring test has been out for 20 years. Still not covered by insurance. Still the doctors are not telling patients to get it. The CIMT is scattered here and there. You've got to know about it. You've got to be listening to this show. You've got to find out about this test on your own. Why is it incumbent upon the listener or the patient to have to be responsible to find out what their doctor ought to be telling them about all along? Okay, I'm done ranting. You don't have to be done because it's a joke. Our whole healthcare system is, just, is a mess. It's an embarrassment. It's only there to promote surgeries and pharmaceutical products. End-stage disease. And yeah. end-stage disease, and that's really it. So 
Um, unfortunately, a cardiologist is paid to do stress tests. They're paid. Wait, to wait, do- wait, 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 stop. What do you mean they're paid? Who's paying them to do the stress test? Medicare and Blue Cross and United Healthcare. All the insurances are paying them to do stress tests. Okay, are they getting paid to write a prescription for the CT scan and for the CIMT? Nope. Why not? Because not covered. You, oh, the, the insurance does not cover. So a this is this is Blue test. Cross's fault then, and Medicare. Medicare. Me- and- I mean, medic. Commercial insurances generally follow the Medicare. So Medicare goes first. Like we talked about the gallery test, which is a phenomenal state of the art cancer screening blood test. Just came out, by the way, it's end been of out the year. A few months. Few and, months. And the company is trying to get Medicare to cover it. Because if Medicare covers, then Blue Cross will come around, United Healthcare will come around. The reality is Medicare is too late. Not that people 65 and over don't deserve to have their cancer diagnosed in stage one or two, but it's the money's better spent, you know, from a population medicine perspective earlier. Let's be honest. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's that's a reality. If you're going to strategize how to spend your money, it's better spent earlier. Why does everything have to rely on Medicare, which kicks in in your 60s when most cancers are happening early on in your 20s and 30s? The people who are dying of pancreatic cancer, ovarian cancer, liver cancer, lung cancer, they're being diagnosed early on. It doesn't matter when you're 60 or 70 years old. You need to get diagnosed 20 years earlier. Well, I'm going to take this answer as an opportunity to plug our next Thursday show where we're going to talk about the corruption in our healthcare system and the data that's coming out now about what's been happening with COVID. And again, I know you hate talking about this because what's the average person to do, but the people need to be armed with the knowledge of how corrupt our system is. And but what can they do about it? Okay. Well, but but it's the same question. What do we do? How do we do? How do we handle prevention when the system is corrupted? So the same answer is, what's my patient supposed to do when she asks an innocent question to a cardiologist, even though she has me as her doctor, and she ends up on the treadmill of mm-hmm. of useless tests because she asked a doctor and she got the God complex answer, and now she's scheduling a stress test. And when I just happened to see her for back pain, and we canceled that whole visit, meaning mm-hmm. canceled the blood work, canceled her stress test. Like you don't need it. I know what's going on with your arteries. You don't. You do not need to do that. Let's just do what we do, and we'll take care of it. Medical management is the answer. So what do people do? They need education. The listeners need to understand that they are on their own, that they need to find things on their own. Because the legacy shareholders of our system are utterly corrupt and they should not rely on anything that comes from all of our leadership. Well, the patients need to know about what tests are out there, what diagnostic tests. Well, we're educating them. But when you ask what do they do, the answer is they are on their own. They've got to find their own way. And we're here to guide them on what to do, but they're on their own. I think the primary care physicians ought to talk about this more. But in the meantime, we'll have to come back on the other side of the break and talk more. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you are interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. 
Again, that number is 866-KOLENDER. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also explain to us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we encourage you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-COLANDER. And we're going to encourage all the listeners, if you already don't know, Dr. Colander has a weekly live call-in show on WJR, 7 p.m. Thursday evening. You can call in and ask your questions and talk to the doctor directly. Make a note of it, 7 p.m. Thursday. We'll look forward to hearing from you with your questions. So, Dr. Colander, this is the last segment. What do the patients need to know? Listeners. Well, what listeners need to know is that prevention starts with screening. And that's the bottom line. You've got to screen for disease. And the problem with our system is that the definitions of what is disease is limiting your access to care. And so who's defining what does a disease mean? You know, when do you have a disease and when do you not? And I hate to say it, it's the FDA. They're deciding when diabetes is when is diabetes. When is plaque coronary artery disease? You know, when is... Wait, you're blood... saying the FDA is deciding this? Yeah. Why Who is the FDA deciding it? Because... Why is the doctor not deciding it? Anne-Marie, doctors get paid by billing a diagnosis. And you don't have a diagnosis until a disease criteria has been met. Wow, it's all about the money. It is all about the money. So... Defining when a disease is a disease is the, what's keeping people from staying alive. And that's the problem. So what we do in our practice basically is screen everybody for everything. Plaque, sleep issues, oral health issues, insulin resistance, gut health, genetic problems, and lay it all on the table. And, and so... There's a lot of people who, like I saw a young lady today, young, 43, all kinds of health issues. She probably doesn't have plaque. When I say probably, hasn't done her CIMT yet, but she will. I'm guessing she has no plaque, but she's a mess. And In even, what way is she a mess? She doesn't feel good. Okay. Nothing major, and nothing horrible, but mm -hmm. just doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So even though I, you know, we're a vascular health practice. Granted, I'm not a concierge cardiologist, but I recognize that gut health is a driver of vascular disease. Mm -hmm. And when someone like our an original patient with our letter called, our, our listener, and the cardiologist told her, well, I'm not a GI doctor. Well, guess what? If you're a vascular doctor, you are a GI doctor. Sure. Mm -hmm. You have to pay attention to gut health. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know this person, doctor knows that. Mm -hmm. He just had nothing to sell 
for that problem, mm -hmm. meaning an add-on sale. It wasn't enough just to bill for the time. Well, he also sold her four hundred dollars worth of you know supplements, so it wasn't right. just the time. But well, go right. Ahead. So good, right? So that didn't help her because it took two more cardiologists to answer her problem, which is she did not really have AFib. So we've got to screen for disease, and you've got to treat the conditions that you have at the time that you find them. So eliminate the idea of that a disease has to meet some criteria. If there's plaque, you have plaque. If there's insulin resistance, you have it. We don't need a diagnosis of diabetes. That's just a random line drawn on a piece of paper mm -hmm. or a line in the sand of, oh, when you hit this point, it's diabetes. Guess what? Three weeks before, the same condition was there. Mm -hmm. Two years before, the same right. condition was there. Ten years ago, that same condition is making your, your body unhealthy. Right. So it's all about screening for all these conditions and addressing them at the wherever that person is, not ignoring it. And I know we, you, you talked earlier and you've talked before about the gallery blood test that just came out recently, uh, developed by a, a health company out in California, which is a blood simple blood test that diagnoses 50 different cancers, the most deadly cancers, pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, ovarian cancer and many other cancers, 50 of them all together, at a time when it's at stage one. Now, granted, you have to, it's not covered by insurance, therefore it's not on any doctor's checkbox list. But I feel as though, you know, doctors still should be letting patients who are consumers know the test is out there. If you want to get it, sign up for it, get it. It's better to, for us to diagnose cancer at stage one rather than waiting till somebody gets pancreatic cancer or ovarian cancer at stage four. When there's nothing they can do about it. And I want to remind the listeners that even though you're not allowed to do a la carte testing in our office, this is one thing that I'm inviting listeners to do as long as you hear it. So it's $950 to do this blood test, the gallery cancer screening. If you want to do it at our office, you may. So just call the 866 colander number and make an appointment to do the blood draw. And, you know, we have a blood draw fee and then the company bills you the rest it's the totals 950 and you have that information and uh we'll get you the results and better to diagnose it early but also if you go on the website uh, i do know that uh, grail the company that developed the test does offer financing so people can oh, they actually do? oh yeah they do it's I on the website yeah well not at my office not at your office right. but <laughs> but i'm saying i mean if somebody i mean your 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 fee is for doing the the right. actual blood test but i mean the analysis of the blood and the results of whether or not you have any of these cancers when they are treatable which is absolutely crucial to find out that you've whether whether you have the cancer when it's at stage one and and, and treatable so they can certainly go on the website and check it out. And if they need financing, they can get financing. But even 950 less than a big screen TV, it's worth it. And I've got a family history of cancer, so I'm doing that test every year. Right. I mean, very reassuring to know that you've got an, you know, you're covered for an otherwise undiagnosable cancer. Right. And so I'm, yeah, I'm doing it every year. I might even do it more than once a year. Right. You can't I'm, get enough of that. I mean, it's amazing technology. The CIMT is amazing technology. Even the CT scan is amazing technology. It's out there. I'm always mystified by why none of this is covered by insurance and why none of your primary care physicians are talking about it. But listeners, you need to know about it. 
Well, what's exciting about CMT is that it's about to evolve, and it's going to evolve into um, AI, where you know we do the we still need a tech to do the collect the images, but the report's going to be read by AI, and we get the results like within a day or earlier, and uh, it's, it's just continuing to evolve into what we need to know as quickly as possible. And they're all simple, non-invasive tests. And it's going to get a lot cheaper. When the computer's reading the results, it lowers the cost. Yeah, but even so, even at 100 or 200 or even 900 with financing, it's still worth it getting these tests done. That's what prevention's all about. Right. And Not- you're, you're the shepherd. Nothing like getting a diagnosis of stage four pancreatic cancer. Well, anyway, yeah, fortunate for us, you're here and you're in the practice of prevention. So people can call you and get these tests done. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. And that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It's never too late to start. For more information on today's show or to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care concierge practice, you can call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that's 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and that you become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. Tune in to Dr. Colander for his live show every Thursday, 7 p.m., following Mitch Album. Again, 866-COLANDER, and thank you for listening. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.